California and New York, New York. It's the Bacos of Hoot Nanny starring Nate and Adam. This week, see me play and first down and balls. And now, two guys who were born to hold the clipboard, Adam Wilson and Nathan Frizzell. Thank you, Emily Ann Heineman, for that backup introduction. For that, uh, that, we are at Nate and Adam, the Tim Tebow and Ryan Mallet of the podcast world. And let me tell you something, Emily Anheim, you smart ass. Uh, Steve Young held the clipboard at some point. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Matt Mock held the clipboard for the first quarter of the 2001 SEC championship game. All right. Just want to tell you that right now. And our very own Matt Flynn, who's now taking over the reins at the at Oakland Raiders. Is that right? Yeah, he, he had something like he went like three for seventeen in a preseason outing, had forty-five passing yards. He's a badass. He was a he was a backup to uh, Aaron Rodgers, if I'm not mistaken. For a he while, he was a backup for Jamarcus Russell. Speaking of Oakland Raiders quarterbacks, oh good lord, <laughs> whatever happened to that dude? What is he doing now? Um, like, is he like hanging out with Vince Young, saying, "Man, we could have been something." <laughs> uh, no, Vince Young's bankrupt. I think uh, Jamarcus still has about twenty million dollars in his pocket. Oh, where'd he get all that cash? From the Oakland Raiders. Do you not read st- Welcome to the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. I am and Adam. Adam Tootenanny Wilson. That is in the Chelsea neighborhood of the island of Manhattan in the borough of Manhattan of New York City, where it is currently 69 degrees Fahrenheit and partly cloudy, and it is just past midnight Eastern Daylight Time on a Monday morning. And I am starring Nate Frizzell in Hollywood, California, where it is a crisp, cool 66 degrees, and it is 9.18 p.m. on uh, uh, the West Coast here, Pacific Standard Time, Pacific Daylight Time, excuse me. I love doing this nighttime stuff. This is great. We need to make a habit out of this. I'm, I'm yeah. al- I feel alive. I feel sinful and scandalous. I know, I know. I'm not, uh, and my voice is not quite as uh, scraggly because I'm not hungover anymore like I usually am on Sunday mornings. I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, but give me another hour, and I'm going to be really tired and sleepy. Yeah, you sound 21, not 31. I know, right? I don't sound like a, an old 60-year-old black man in the corner of Charters and Magazine Street in New Orleans who just smoked a pack of reds. Pack of red. uh, I'd say uh, black and mild milds, but yeah. You're right. <laughs> black and mild milds. Yeah. Double milds. Uh, not that I would know anything about that. I've never smoked anything legal in my life. Is that true? That is true. I've never any... You haven't even tried it? Any smoke I've ever inhaled has been against the law. Ah. Well, depending on what state you're on nowadays. That's correct. Yeah. But um, the last time I was in Colorado, it was 1995. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What part? 
I don't know, one of the damn white people ski resorts. Because of the, the first time that I ever, uh, sm- well, smoked I mean, where do you think substance. it was? Where do you think it was, Puebla? Well, it was 20 miles outside of Denver skiing with my family. What do you think I was when I was 14 in Colorado? Jesus. No, I was just saying it's a, it's a coincidence because the first time I ever smoked anything illegal, uh, you know, well, it's not illegal there anymore, but that was in Boulder, Colorado mm-hmm. okay. uh, on my 20th birthday. That's in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are uh, linked, you and I. Hey, you're back. You're back home from Texas. You made it. I am. You made it. Boy, I had a good old time, man. I tell you what, it, you know, going back home even for a couple of days is so refreshing. Oh. And it's so nice. You know, you, you walk. I walked outside my dad's front door, and I didn't hear cars honking, and I didn't hear you know people screaming at each other, and no yeah. helicopters overhead, and you can actually breathe the air there. And yeah. uh, man, it was nice. Athens, but, te- Athens, Texas, is the kind of town where the illegals are selling flowers and not drugs. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they're they're all contributing to society, yes. you yes. know. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's funny. It was my dad and I were talking about it. He's like, you know, he's like, we had a lot of extra Mexicans here lately, the last couple of years. <laughs> and I said, really? He goes, he goes, but you know, they're they're all good people. He's like, we kind of welcome them here because they open good restaurants and they they do good work and they come to church and they just get right along with everybody. I was oh. like, well, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, they work their asses off. They're the only the only. The only thing anybody wishes they would um, do that they don't do is kind of sign in. Would be nice. You're right. You're that, right. That's all. Just sign yeah. in. Yeah. It's like you know. It's like when somebody sends you an invitation to a party. Just RSVP. Yeah. Let me know you were there. Deal. What if you're there? Yeah. 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 It's okay. I mean, come on. It's the whole. You're supposed to be here. You're supposed to sign in though, so you can. Yeah. Right. Like, look, it's America. Pay, all are pay welcome. Your you know. Fucking taxes. You know. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Nobody likes to pay taxes, so we get it. Yeah. But like, just throw us a bone here, you right. know, and, and just do what we do, and everybody will be happy. Right. You can <laughs> you even know? keep speaking Spanish. I don't really hang out with too many of them. I just want to, you know. Well, the good. See, uh, the reason I don't mind them speaking Spanish is because I. I'm I'm conversational in Spanish. Yeah. I'm not fluent, and I understand it a lot better than I speak it. Yeah, me but, too. But um, I've caught so many people out here in Los Angeles, like speaking about other people and me. Oh, that's great. And it's the best because then I just turn around and sometimes I answer them back. Yeah. In Spanish and just catch them off guard. Sometimes I just let them know in English that I know what they're saying. Oh. Um. So I don't really mind it, but I also know that it scares the shit out of other people right. who don't speak Spanish because they're like, wait a minute, I. Are they talking about me? You know, it's like walking into a Korean nail parlor. Yeah. Well, you know that they're talking about you. Oh, yeah. But, and I wish they were speaking uh, more of a Western language so I would understand what they're saying. I'll tell you, I'm not one of those xenophobes who says, uh, who, who, who says that we sh- they should be required to speak English. If they want to come in and speak Spanish, even if Spanish becomes the dominant language in this country. Spanish is a language – a drug dealer can learn Spanish over the weekend if the money's right. Okay, it's, <laughs> If you can't learn Spanish, you're a fucking retard. So – it's right. fine. So whatever. And this is we didn't invent the language that I'm speaking right now either. So shut the fuck true. up. Okay. It's it's very true. I'm with uh, you. The only problem with being uh, away and at home uh is that you have to come back. Mm-hmm. And uh when you come back, well, there's there's different methods of transportation of course, but right. the most efficient way to get back from Athens, Texas or specifically Dallas to Los Angeles is via airplanes. And, and you went through the TSA line and you had an uneventful, very pleasant flight back and got safe and sound at home and went to sleep. End of story, right? Well, there's most of that is true. <laughs> uh, the middle part there was a little shady. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, I get up in the air 
And, you know, takeoff is always a very nervous time for me because somebody just two weeks ago, like literally a week before I left for my, my trip was like, hey, you know, most, uh, most crashes happen on takeoff and landing. Somebody starts cranking Peggy Sue. Also. <laughs> Seriously. And La Bamba was on TV right the night yeah, before I right. left. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, shit. You know, th- this is a sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, am I a bad person, by the way, that I kind of pray for a plane crash to happen right before I take off? Like right before I take on a trip? Because I know that the safest time to fly is after a plane crash because everybody is on their shit to make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, I would say that the answer to your question is yes, you are a bad yeah, person for, um, for, 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 for stuff. I would say you're a bad person for thinking about that. You're a terrible person for hoping that. You're going to hell for praying for that. Well, I don't pray for fatalities. I pray for everybody to be okay. Oh, okay. You know, to like for everybody, like to, to the pilot, make like a safe landing, like the guy did in the Hudson River a couple of years ago. You know. Right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hold but, on, hold uh, on, hold on. He killed four Canadian geese on that. Okay, so. Yeah, uh, but what's a what's a geese here or there? A goose here or there? A, go- <laughs> a geese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, so okay, so we take off, smooth takeoff. It's like I'm great, you know. I had a layover, and so we get to El Paso. I have a layover in El Paso. They got a really nice like restaurant right off the right off the fairway, wherever the terminal. And I'm uh, having a beer, looking out. They have view, great view of the mountains. And I'm getting back on the plane. I'm feeling really good. I'm like, okay, good, good. This is good. It was a smooth flight. It's gonna be a smooth flight back to L.A. Mm-hmm. We get up in the air, and we fly right into a storm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. And I have to, as soon as like I got on the plane, I was like, man, I have to piss. So I'm like, oh, God, I got to pee. But that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll get in the air. Ten minutes will go by, and they'll turn on the, the seatbelt light. So no, no. We fly into a storm. And you know how you're, you're in the clouds, and you're surrounded by clouds, and you can't see out? Yeah. But that's the bumpiest part of the ride. So it's like, oh, shit, where are we? What are we flying into? And you're just jumping up and down. I'm starting to sweat. My hands are starting to sweat. I really have to piss. That's adding to it. And I'm not going to ignore the seatbelt sign because I'm afraid I'm going to get in there. We're going to drop and I'm going to piss all over myself (laughs) or hit my head in the bathroom and nobody's going to know what happened to me. (laughs) So, so I'm sitting there having to pee really, really badly. And I'm freaked out because the plane is bouncing up and down. And they won't give me a vodka. I asked for a vodka, and they're like, we can't serve you drinks yet, sir, because we, we have the, the captain hasn't turned off the seatbelt sign. Uh-huh. I'm flipping out here, and I'm sitting next to this, this chick who's already passed out, so I can't look to her for comfort. <laughs> and we, literally, this went on for about 45 to 50 minutes of our one-hour and 20-minute flight from El Paso. Mm-hmm. They turned off that seatbelt sign, and I dashed. I cut off an old woman and jumped over a small child on my way to the bathroom. And, uh, man, that was the best piss of my life. Yeah. Uh, I earned it. I earned that shit. <laughs> but we landed safely, and all was well. Great. I knew you'd make it. <laughs> I, you know, I'd like to say that I did too. But it's funny how religious somebody becomes because I put on my iPod, and I immediately – I have a few gospel songs, so I immediately turned it to the gospel right. section of my iPod thinking, you know, that'll help. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like my prayers will get to heaven faster. <laughs> um, I got a feeling – I got a feeling that God hates jars of clay, though. I just got a feeling. God's, oh, God, God's like, oh, you're just ripping off Toad the Wet Sprocket. You, que- <laughs> you queers, stop it. That's not cute. <laughs> hmm. 
What's funny? Yeah, you, I, say, you say so many people become religious and stuff like that. Like I've I've always been a a believer for my entire life. So when something like that happens, I look skyward going, "You lied to me. You lied about everything. <laughs> You're not even there. I'm like I look like a crazy person right now." I go the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> you lose your religion. <laughs> yeah. You, you you get you get belligerent and angry. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I refrained from masturbating for the last two days just so you'd have, show me some favor, and this is how you repay me. <laughs> you have any? Do you have any idea how hard it is for me to not masturbate? That's a- <laughs> right. Do you know what it takes when I wake up in the morning with morning wood not to touch myself? You have any idea how big this thing is? It's huge. <laughs> it's enormous. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's I decided, and I think I'm going to stick with this plan. That when I go home for Christmas, I'm going to take a train. A train that's very American of you. Yeah, you know, because I've only taken the only train I've ever been on is to Los Angeles. I mean, to San Diego from Los Angeles and back. It's a mm-hmm. two and a half hour ride. It's more of like a commuter train, though, so it's yeah. not that big of a deal. I want to do the whole nine yards. You know, like get one of those little rooms, do some riding, have some cocktails in the bar car before I sit down in the dining car and have a nice meal. Right. Carry you a bin- carry a bindle and not a suitcase. Yeah, right. Yeah. Have a little fedora on when I step on the train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I made that decision in the midst of turbulence, and I'm, I think I'm going to stick with it. I don't think it was just one of those spur of the moment, dear God, I'm going to die, and if I get out of this, I promise I'll never take a plane again promises, you know. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we're having a good chit-chat. You know, uh, you know um, let's, let, let's, let's, add, let's add Emily into this because uh, let's, let's, let's have our uh, third installment of a thing we like to call See Emily Play. <laughs> Emily tries, but misunderstands. She's often inclined to borrow somebody's dreams till tomorrow. Emily. Bring it on in here. Class is show up a little bit for yeah. us, Emily. Sanders. Emily, how you doing, babe? Hey, guys. How are y'all? There she is in, in uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, on the shores of the, what the fuck river is that? Tripoli. No, it's not uh, the Tripoli no, River, uh, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> a river. It's in, it's a ditch in the in your backyard. You don't even know what the name of the river is. It's on I the damn. I can't think of it right now. Fine. All right. Great. Lord. Um, well, this I is... do know that it's it's really deep, and you shouldn't like canoe on it because it's really deep and it's fast. Wait. So what does that what does that have to do with canoeing? Well, if you if because you... if if you fall in, it's really deep and fast, and you can get injured easily. So. I, oh well, fast I get. It's the deep that's throwing me off. I, I don't know. They they just always mention the deepness. Yeah, yeah. Canoe canoes are the complete opposite of Pentecostals. They always tip over. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, the uh, uh, Emily, I want to tell you something before I, we find out what you've been what you're going to bitch about this week. Um, I'm in Chelsea in Manhattan. I'm two blocks away from a red box. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I just want to let you know. So, uh, gonna... did, you, did you use it? No, I didn't use it. What am I? What, am, <laughs> what do you think I am? Some kind of savage? What am I? Yeah. Kentucky? Yeah. <laughs> you, you stupid redneck woman. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? 
Uh, okay, hey, um, but no, if I ever need to see uh, City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold, uh, <laughs> ever, now, now that the Fung Wah bus is out of commission, my only option for seeing that great piece of cinema uh, would be uh, the red box at the Dwayne Reed. Dwayne Reed is, um, is Dutch for Walgreens. Emily, uh, what's, uh, what's on your mind this week, this month, well, whatever? Well, uh, today is a big day at Western Kentucky University. And so uh, uh, a sorority hired our uh, snowball oh. stand. Oh, you mean like sor- sorority bid day? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They just had Rush. It was bid day. They found out, you know, what mm-hmm. letters are going to be in, mm-hmm. who are their sisters for life. Whores everywhere. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they, they, they hired us. Great. So I, actually, I thought I'd be more upset about it than, than I am because this sorority is good. I, I like this one. So. Oh, which one is it? Can you. Do- <sighs> Well, we don't have them at LSU. See, last year we did bid day for a sorority, and um, they didn't want to pay me. Like, we finished. Uh-huh. They, they had the price, and they're like, oh, well, we have to get two signatures on our checks to give you a check. Right. And, and Brian had been a fraternity. He's like, yeah, I know. You got to get two signatures. They're like, yeah, well, we sh- we'll bring it to the stand this week. Right. So, um. Yeah, they didn't bring it. I called my contact girl. She didn't respond. Right. So then I found out who their treasurer was. I called her up, and she's like, uh, who is this? And I was like, this is Emily's for Emily Snowballs, and you owe me some money. So Bitch. Um, <laughs> you want to cut the check? I'll come to your sorority house and get So it took a month for them to pay me. Hey, hold on, so. hold on, hold on. You, you kind of just kind of ran over that. I want to let, – let's, let's, let's play make-believe. Okay, I'm okay. – um, okay, I'm the – I'm the girl. Okay. Um. What's? Can you can you give me that the, that sorority that didn't want to pay you? It, yeah. The, what are they? They they're the AO Paws. Okay. Here we go. No, they, here that we go. just sounds whorish. AO 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 what? Pie. Oh AO Pie. Okay. Um. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Here we go. Hello, AO Pie Treasurer's Office. Hey, this is uh Emily Hindman. Mm-hmm. And um, okay. How how can I help you? Oh, I I did. Uh, I serve snowballs for your bid day, and I haven't received my check from you yet. Um, I don't even. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, well, y- y'all, y'all owe us about uh, three hundred dollars. Um, mm-hmm. you can uh cut the check, and, and I can come to the house and pick it up, or you can bring it to my snowball stand. Um, but uh, I, I need my money. Who's that on the phone? Yeah, and then. Nate, who are Nate? Who are you? Are you playing uh, one of our sorority sisters? Yeah, or are you one playing... of your one of your sorority sisters. I'm sorry, I didn't. My, my voice. I don't do female voices. Emily, I was kind of hoping you'd be more threatening. You sound nice. This this is completely I disappointing. I was really nice. That's when I first talked to her. Well, I was it's hoping the... you were going to be a bitch about it, but oh well. Then really the next weren't. time I called, it took okay. her a month to bring me the chat. Okay, I well called... hold on. Let, let's say if this if this happens again, if this happens okay. again, here we go. Here we go. Um. Hello, AO Pie Office Treasure. Hey, this is Emily Hahnman from Emily Snowballs. Uh huh. And um, how can I help you? Um, I'm still waiting on that check from you. So if you could uh, get it to me um, the next few days, I won't have to call your nationals office. Um, I've already looked up their phone number. It's um eight 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 five five five. Hey, look, babe, babe, babe. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Already, I've if, look, I'm, look, I'm I look, I'm a Look, I'm a 33-year-old man, and I'm paying attention to you. But look, some 19-year-old little cunt. She's she's already spaced out. She has no. She's gone. You know what I mean? All right, let's try this one more time. 
Uh, yeah, keep in mind, like you've, you've raise got the stakes, to, Emily. Okay. Raise the stakes. Look, look. When Rocky fought uh, uh, Clubber Lang the second time, the the point was he had to beat him early. He had to beat him immediately because he wasn't going to go punch for he wasn't going to go like blow for blow with him for fifteen rounds. He had to kick his ass immediately. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm Clubber Lang the second time. Uh, you are Rocky Balboa. Um, okay. Mick, he he's dead. He's gone. He's not Heart with attack. you anymore. Right in the locker Apollo's room. training you. And we're at Madison Square Garden, except we're on the phone in somewhere in Kentucky, okay? Um, <clears throat> A.O. Pie, Treasurer's Office. Hey, this is Emily Hyman from Emily Snowballs. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and how can, I, how can I help you? Oh, I need you to go ahead and give me your money if you're not too busy. Uh, I will, oh God, I did that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not, really not. No, if, if, if you're not too busy, should not be anywhere in your vocabulary. Okay. Well, you know, you think, yeah. let me give you another image. Think the Sopranos. You ever yeah. watch the Sopranos? Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing. Like, I know y'all are in bigger cities here in Bowling Green. No, I'm not saying this to sound like a tool, but mm. like, I really am kind of like a local celebrity. Like, oh, oh my. <laughs> I'll just you okay over there? Hold on. Oh god. Are we losing you? I'm so happy right now. That is so goddamn funny. Oh, Emily, thank you so much. No, I really am. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, (laughs) y'all. No. Like, we're at like we'll go to eat and they're like, are you Emily from Emily Snowballs? I was like, yeah. Oh my god, it's can't believe that. (laughs) <laughs> or, like, they'll come and get a snowball, and they're like, are you the Emily? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, it's the Emily. She's here. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. today the sorority girls got their pictures taken with me. And, I mean, I'm a big deal. Well, l- 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 look, first off, listen to you. Listen to how self-aggrandizing you are right now. <laughs> Why don't you add that to your fucking money-getting scheme? Okay? Well, one, more nice. one, one more shot. One more shot. No, I want to continue getting business. Look, one more shot or I'm going to have to resort to having Jeremy White doing the announcements on this show from now on. And God damn it, I do not fucking want to do that, okay? (laughs) All right, are you listening to me? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to do this one more fucking time, and you're going to do this fucking right, okay? Okay. Here we go. Here we go, Emily. Put your game face on, Emily. Okay. Game face. This bitch, you've told her five times already, you want your check. Okay, now here we go. Here we go. Um, hello, A.O. Pie, treasurer's office, Tiffany speaking. Hey, this is Emily Hyman. Um, I'm at y'all's front door. If you could go ahead and unlock it for me, um, and I tend for you to have the check in your hand. If not, I found out which one's your car, and I'll write a lovely message with my keys in it. Yes. See, there we go. You just won. Th- you just won three hundred dollars. Okay. There. All right. Boom. Yay. Is that so fucking yeah. hard? But the girls today, they were great, and and I love them. So. Right. And that was C. Emily Play. Wow. Good job, Emily. All right, guys. We need to cool off. We need to cool off. Guys, we need to cool off. All right? Cool off. We need to cool off in a little room we like to call JD's office. Oh, let's let's step right under here. It's such a lovely place. Ugh. Ugh. Guys, I made, I made, a, I don't know if I would call this a mistake, but I watched that movie Dutch. Uh, with oh. The, 
uh, first off, well, I, I'd never seen it before. I don't even know if I'd even heard of it. I, I, pardon me for never having heard of it before. But I saw, okay, for, uh, this is Ed O'Neill, who's yep. f- awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Beth Williams, who is so fucking hot. She's the chick from, if you don't know, know that name, she's the chick from the Big Chill who got horny after seeing Michigan beat Michigan State and had sex with Tom Berenger that night uh, cheating on her husband in uh, the Big Chill. Okay, so that's And that's for that Poltergeist. Chick. Yeah, I, I was sure. being a poltergeist. Okay, um, sorry, I'm I'm a total uh, I'm a total gay wide. Okay. So I, I thought big chill and not uh, poltergeist <laughs> because I'm a 38 year old housewife who identifies with Glenn Close. Uh, there you go. Is, it, is, is there anything Glenn Close? Glenn Close exists in cinema so that women can identify with her. Like every woman who's ever seen a Glenn Close movie has said at least one time, "Oh my God, I identify with her." I think right. right? Isn't that that's what that's her lot in life? That's what she's done. Especially in Fatal Attraction, because women all go crazy. Oh, well, I was going to say, except that one. They, 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 that's the one where they're like, oh, my God, I know somebody like that. That's, that was that <laughs> one. Okay. Um, uh, how do you like that dead-on impression of Emily, by the way? Uh, that was great. <laughs> that I just did. Uh, so I watched it, uh, and uh, it's also a John Hughes movie, so I mean, those are pretty good, you know, usually. And, yeah. uh, I, and that guy's a whole – oh, and, and Christopher McDonald with a mustache. Mm-hmm. Terrible mm-hmm. movie. Just god awful movie. I, I I fit. I forced myself to finish it, and um and then uh, on Facebook I, I I told I told Facebook that it sucked. And then Tommy Banks, former LSU football legend, said, "Hey man, bullshit. That's a great movie." And I was like, oh, "Yes sir, yes sir, <laughs> yes sir." Uh, and then I watched it again. I watched Dutch two nights in a row. Why would you do that to yourself? Because Tommy Banks told me to. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, I hate Tommy Banks right now because that, <laughs> um, that is a terrible goddamn movie. Yeah, that was even bad for 1991. Yeah, I know. and 1991 had some pretty crap movies. So then, uh, now I have a bomb to drop on you guys. Uh, I, I decided to recover from um, uh, Dutch. Uh, I decided to watch another John Hughes movie, uh, one that I'd never seen. A movie called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You've never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? <laughs> I saw it two days ago for the first time ever. How did you mind. make it? And I, d- I don't know. It. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, it's really funny. Because, see, I feel like that's the type of movie that you have to see while you're still in school and you it's fresh in your mind of what it's like to just need to get out and rebel a little. I, I don't you know? think I don't think I'm... I don't know that a man ever stops identifying with that because he, yeah, that's fair. So um, that's fair. I, I don't. I, I certainly don't. So um, yeah. Well, that's good that you liked it. Yeah, it's because, like I said, I, I I would think that that's a movie you'd have to see for the first time when you're younger. But uh, it's good to know that you can, as an adult, see. That's like a friend of mine saw the Goonies for the first time like a year ago, and he's uh-huh. you know uh, late twenties, early thirties, and didn't hated it. And I was right. like, you see, but that's. That you got to be a kid in the '80s to understand yeah. the Goonies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I've never seen the Goonies. Um, but uh, um, uh, don't look. Let's let's not do this. Let's not do this all night. Look, because I've also never seen a single Police Academy movie either. Okay. Well, look, I, I can I can keep. I've also remember remember we mentioned Poltergeist earlier. Never seen Poltergeist. Sorry. Oh my God. Look, here's the deal. Also about, about Ferris. Here's my impression of me watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off two days ago. Okay. Uh, oh, that's where that comes from. <laughs> oh, that's where that comes from. Oh, that. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Oh, that's why yeah. people say nine times all the time. I didn't know that. Nine oh, great. times. Oh, that's where Save Ferris comes from. I thought that was a band. Okay. Yeah, it is a it. band, but it's a. It was the Water oh, Tower. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
Actually, on an interesting little side note, uh, you mentioned Christopher McDonald. Guess who I saw at LAX when I got off my plane? Christopher McDonald? Christopher McDonald. And I, I, was, <laughs> I, I was literally a millisecond away from going, hey, Shooter, you suck. <laughs> 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 to see how he'd react. But you know you what? You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know why I stopped? Because he looked exactly like Shooter McGavin. And I was like, he, th- he so he still looks the way he did when he made that movie. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, nah, I can't because he's going to say something really dick to me and it's going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> Look, I- I'm convinced in my head that Christopher McDonald, because of the players he has portrayed and because of how funny those characters are, and how those, he is such a comedic vi- He can't be like a serious villain. He is a comedic villain. He is the bad yeah. guy in a comedy better than anybody I can think of right now. And... I swear to God, if he is not 80% as nice, if I met him and he wasn't 80% as nice as Henry Winkler, I'd kill myself. I'd kill myself <laughs> right. on the spot. I'm convinced yeah. that is he has got to be that cool. He's got to be 80% as cool as Henry Winkler. You want him to be. Yeah, but, he uh, has to be. I, I don't know. I don't know that he is. Like I feel just the vibe that I was getting from him. I think he was cast as Shooter McGavin for a reason other than the fact that he knows how to play a dickhead. <laughs> Well, that's a, you can be a dickhead and still be cool. You know what I mean? Like, sure, uh, sure. Uh, hi, I'm Adam Wilson. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they. Uh, well, what, did you see anything, uh, Nate? I I did not really see anything. Uh, I, I it's one of those weeks where I just didn't. But I I have a little challenge that I want to throw out at you and oh, Emily and Sanders Hyman. While you're here, I want to throw this out at you too. Okay. Uh, though I'm not sure it's going to work for you, so let me just explain it first off. On Friday, September 13th, Insidious Chapter 2 mm-hmm. is coming out to theaters. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen the original Insidious, but it's actually a pretty scary movie. Excuse I me, have. pretty scurry movie. Thank, thank you. I haven't. I haven't seen Insidious. Uh, well, it's on Netflix, and I would suggest watching it because it, it's, it's a pretty nifty little horror film. Uh, <clears throat> it's the same guy who did The Conjuring from earlier this summer, which I raved mm-hmm. about here in JD's office. Sure. And uh, the, the sequel is coming out. And uh, I am going to get together with a group of my friends and head down on opening night to see this in some, I haven't picked out the theater yet, but somewhere in the Compton, Inglewood area. Oh yeah, so I'm going to Harlem. Okay, I got it. So I want you on that same night to do, you know, Harlem. And Emily Ann Sanders Hyman, I'm not sure if Bowling Green has a comparable area to Compton or Harlem. You'd have to go to probably Cincinnati or Memphis. I think that'd be probably. Yeah, yeah. Ha- I'd have to leave the state, mm-hmm. but uh... hey, <laughs> no, listen, Louis- this- I think I think Louisville probably has. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you That's go. a piece of shit town. Yeah. Um, well, I'm telling you far enough in advance so you can block off that Friday night if you need to. Wait a minute. To. Hold on. I remember I remember I was in Harlem, and uh, an old lady, uh, she's probably like 53 years old, uh, she was with her 12 children at the time, and she was talking about the movie Insidious, and she said, like, oh, I love that movie Insidious. Oh, that's got, um, that's got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and they go into a dream, and then they dream again, <laughs> and then they, they dream inside that dream, and then they come out of that dream, and they have stole... They have stole something from this, <laughs> from this bank, from this bank, because they need some money, because they got they ain't pay their bills, and <laughs> that was insidious. Wasn't th- th- that's what that but was see, called? They didn't know what, when they got out the dream. They didn't know whether they was really out. The yeah, dream. they ain't know. They was on an airplane. That's what no, they was on. They, they was 
they was like, there was like the man that was still sleeping over in the, in the other seat. And they oh, were like, what? Where is he, I? Oh, his daddy had just died. That's what it was. <laughs> his daddy had just died, so he was having nightmares. Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had nightmares. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to call this the, uh, the first ever bi-coastal hootenanny scurry movie challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should uh, we should go. And if there's some way to record the the magnificence of the audio that we will probably have around us uh-huh. uh, or or get a visual or something, I, I want us to relay our experiences to the Hootenears. And all you Hootenears out there, go. You know, if you're in New Orleans, go to the Joy Cinema, if that still exists. Uh, if you're in Baton Rouge, uh, where do they go? Sherwood Forest? Sherwood Forest? In their movie theater on Sherwood Forest? <laughs> Probably. I don't know anymore. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I think this will be a fun little event for us. And I, I put the challenge out to both uh, Adam, Emily, myself, and all you hootenears. Okay. Friday the 13th in Harlem. All right. There you I'll, go. I'll do it. Uh, Emily, quick, what you, did you see this week? Quickly. I, I saw Stoker. I rented it from the Red Box. Mm-hmm. It's okay. uh, it's kind of creepy. It, I mean, it wasn't scary, but it was like a psychological. You can tell something was going on. It, it wasn't. Good. It wasn't what. Well, all right, scurry. Thank there you. you go. But um, it was from the director that did Old Boy. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a Korean film that's, and the guy from Prison Break, Wentworth Miller, wrote it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So this girl's dad dies, and like her uncle, she'd never heard of comes yeah. to town and there's something weird going on with him but it wasn't what you expected but it was very good visually i enjoyed the visuals cool sounds like something i would not enjoy okay look guys we're running out of time we've got to step out of jd's office and take a break okay goodbye jd let's step out of the office everybody out, everybody out. get the fuck out that see some roaches anyway okay great we're gonna have to take a break we'll be back with some news and some sports a special football preview um and um and uh something involving gambling uh stick around uh emily and sanders Heinemann is in the studio with us in bowling green kentucky uh you're listening to the bi-coastal hootenanny starring nate and adam outside. Is your throat parched? Well, if you have a dollar, you can get a snowball from Emily Snowballs in Bowling Green, Kentucky. We're only 2,070 miles from Hollywood and 865 miles from Brooklyn, New York. We have over 50 flavors and three different types of cream to choose from. We're open seven days a week on the corner of 31W Bypass and Cabell Drive. Hope to see you soon. Here at the Registry Podcast, we're more than just a trio of debased guys drinking and swearing into a microphone. We also explore more enlightened topics like science and technology. If they could put the technology of a woman saying, come in my pussy, into intergalactic space travel, we would have colonized the universe by now. So join us every week for the Registry Podcast on iTunes or at theregistick.com. Dropping science like Galileo dropped the orange. When your heart gets weary, time to sing a song. But when a dream is calling you, there's just one thing 
by Coastal Hootenanny, starring Nate and Adam. Emily Ann Sanders Heinrich is joining us from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, and in, in, in case you're wondering, no, we were not doing blow right before the show. We're just that energetic tonight. I don't know what it is. It could. It's be that this. night. It's that late start time. I'm telling you, man. I've got I've got the, the demons running through me. I got some. Yeah, I got the, the spirits, the oh, vapors. We're vampires, is what it is. Because the sun, right. the sun's not out. The sun's over there shining on the eastern hemisphere right now, and we feel good about it. Yeah, we got the moon shining. Everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you I know had what? some Miller High Lives today too, so there we go. Oh, great! That, that's that's great. That's that's really good news. And let's mm. have some more good news in the probe, starring Nathan Frizzell. Welcome to the probe, where we go deep. I'm your resident probester, Nathan Frizzell, and I am warming my hands. By now, we all know the sad story of Christopher Lane, an Australian baseball player in Oklahoma, who was murdered by three young men who told police, "quote." We were bored and didn't have anything to do, so we decided to kill somebody. But now it has been discovered that three days prior, 15-year-old James Edwards, one of the suspects, tweeted, quote, With my niggas, when it's time to start taking, T-A-K-E-N, life's, L-L-I-F-E, apostrophe S, a line from a rap song by Chief Keef, who is undoubtedly, undoubtedly an eloquent and peaceful artist. Back in April, Edwards tweeted, quote, 90% of white people are nasty. Hashtag hate them. Now, as you can imagine, the good reverends Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, both who were leading voices in the outrage over the Trayvon Martin case, couldn't post their messages of compassion and sadness over the senseless death of Chris Lane fast enough. Oh, wait, that's not really accurate. Al Sharpton reserved his response on the tragedy to a very brief comment on MSNBC's Politics Nation. Quote, I protest when I'm called in and when there's an injustice. The three were arrested. There was nothing to protest. The system worked there. And racial? Not only did the police not say it was racial, one of the three were white, end quote. So remember that, America. According to Al Sharpton, it's not racist unless the police say it is. While Jesse Jackson simply tweeted, quote, praying for the family of Chris Lane, this senseless violence is frowned upon and the justice system must prevail. Meanwhile, in Spokane, Washington, 88-year-old World War II veteran Delbert Belton was attacked and beaten to death outside of the bar where he was a beloved regular. Police have arrested one 16-year-old suspect, while another 16-year-old named Keenan Adams Kennard remains at large. Allow me to editorialize for a brief moment. To be a genuine activist for social justice and racial equality, one must work for the good of all races and all people. The two figures at the forefront of the very real debate on racism in the the United States have chosen over the past year and these two extremely sad incidents to acknowledge the plight of only one certain type of people. Isn't it time, therefore, that we start recognizing Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson for what they are and not for what they say they are? Wise up, America. The problem of racism is a plague not confined to one group or another, but it is learned by and present in many types of people. Nothing's going to get fixed until we stop buying into the hype and actually work for change. I'm Nathan Frizzell, and that was The Probe. That was was The Probe. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. What do you think? (laughs) Um, I, I didn't hear about either of these stories, and I have no opinion on the matter. Really? You haven't heard about any of these things? Yes, I have. I was making a joke. God damn it. No. Well, you, you, your delivery is so good. 
Oh, in that it was convincing? Yes. It wasn't necessarily funny. You just believed me. Uh, it, it's funny in retrospect, but I, I did believe you. What you're saying is I'm not a good comedian. I'm just a good liar. No, I didn't say that. I think you're a very good comedian. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. Your you're also, words. Adam, you're, Adam a you're a shitty comedian and a good liar. Your words. Your words, Nathan. Yes, I did say that. You're right. Go pl play back the tape and let's see what I said. <laughs> yeah, no, I just uh, I we, we handled the probe a little differently today because I feel like it just needs to be. Um, it, it it did uh, anger me a little bit. You know, you got this World War II veteran who's 88 years old. He got injured in battle, and then these two punks ruin his life. You got a, an innocent uh, uh, Oklahoma, I mean Australian native in Oklahoma playing baseball. And uh, going for a run, and then three punks decide, oh, we're bored. We're just going to kill him. And you've got the same two people who were a month ago screaming at us, you know, that, oh, there's such a, a tragedy of violence in this country. And now two incidents happen in one week, and they couldn't care less. Uh, the news media, it's funny. The, uh, <clears throat> I mean, you know, um, you know how the news media dealt with it. Um, the, you know, the three teens killed the, uh, there's just teens. Three, right. three teens killed the uh, the Australian baseball player, right. and uh, what 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 the news basically the conclusion you can a hundred percent draw from the news media is that um, and uh, this is any news media who reports things this way is racist because they're basically telling us whether they know it or not they're telling us that all criminals are black unless otherwise noted that's what they're <laughs> telling us yeah so yeah. Good, well, they they good, the closest good, they'll good come job. to mission accomplished. New York Times mission accomplished. <laughs> Chicago Tribune. What's the fucking yes. paper over there? Or or Sun Times. Sure, that one. Oh, that was, that's the shitty one. That's the one that like Jay Mariotti worked for. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Mission accomplished. L.A. Times mission accomplished. Guys, Houston Chronicle, Washington yeah. Post mission accomplished. The closest that they'll come to actually reporting, you know, the race of, of such people is uh, they'll they'll show a picture, mm -hmm. you know, like from a security camera, a still frame. Right. Uh, and but you know what? At the end of the day, and I was thinking about this while I was writing this up today, I was like, I don't even really care, you know, what what the race is I, I, in situations like this. I don't care. These are these are horrible crimes, no matter who they're committed by. What I do care about is that the same people that sh that should be that could be doing so much good by coming out in in you know the same way that they came out a month ago, and we're telling everybody how to feel and how to think. If they came out and they supported, you know what's mm -hmm. right in this situation, but instead they just act like they don't give a shit. Uh, well, they no, they couldn't do so much good. Those guys are actually stupid retarded assholes they're actually right, but they're actually not that smart so no they can't they can't do good they don't do good no, because I they know. can't they're not smart enough to and that's my point is yeah. that we now the we retards. now need to start we need to wise up and we need to recognize them for who they are and not for who they say they are right. that's my point I, obviously we're all in agreement there right Emily yes yes you don't even know what the hell we're talking about do you no I do know what you're talking about you just I'll sound like you, you got go. caught napping <laughs> No, you, 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 you had your point. You were going. I wasn't going to step in front of the train. It's rolling. Yeah, no, you know? I, and that's why I love you. It's one of the many reasons I love you, but that one right there is, is another one. <laughs> but that's it for the probe today. I wanted to holler at you. Like, and that was bit. the probe starring Nathan Frizzell. Boom. Adam Wilson, I think it's time. We should just go right into everybody's favorite segment. Adam Wilson. Show us your balls. Welcome to Balls. I am Adam Tootenanny Wilson, America's Balls caster. Football season has officially begun. 
and we have a challenge uh, among us. First off, a little comment. The Saints are 3-0 and in the preseason for the first time since 2009, the year they won the Super Bowl. Brace yourselves, America. And uh, just to let you, uh, everybody else know, uh, the last time the Atlanta Falcons won the Super Bowl was the last time Eddie Money won a Grammy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, suck on that, Atlanta. Suck yeah, that big wang. That's right. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> God, man, Eddie Money. Oh, by the <laughs> way, oh, by the way, after I saw, I feel done. After I saw Ferris Bueller the other night, I fell asleep thinking about how much Eddie Money sucks. And it was just a just a god awful, um, you know, drift into into unconsciousness. It was terrible. I, I I couldn't. I can't believe how bad that music is. And in fact, you know, you know, Nate, you know, we we we've debated, and Emily, you're in you're in this group too, because we're we're all born in, within a two year period of each other. God damn it, I, I can't believe how off track I'm getting. We're gonna get back to football, everybody. Don't worry, Hootenears. <laughs> um, there's uh, there's Generation X, which is like you know between 1965 and born between 1965 and and somewhere, and then Generation Y, who was born between so and so and like 2001 or something. Uh, and somewhere in the middle there is us, and we don't know whether we're Generation or genera- Generation X or Generation Y. Uh, I just call us the the my dad played his Eddie Money tape real loud in the truck when he drove me to Taekwondo <laughs> Generation. <laughs> That's what we are. There that is go. what we are. Okay. Yeah. Now back to football, guys. We're going to make some picks. Nate, you and I are going to have a competition. We will de- will determine what the spoils of this war shall be. It's going to be a season long competition between you and me. We're going to pick a lot of football games, college and pro. This week we've only got the college uh, because the pro season uh, starts next week. So, <clears throat> Emily, you're going to be our guest picker. What we're going to do? Uh, in fact, I'm not going to explain it too much because the Hootenears, I think Hootenears, I think three games in, you're going to you're going to pick up uh, what's going on. Guys, you've got your list of games that we're picking this week, both of you? Yes. We do. Great. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have my little random number generation generator pick a random number. I'm number one because I was born first. Emily, you're number two. And Nate, you were born last. You're number three. The random number is two. Emily, you're going to start. Start now. All right. I pick my Kent State Lightning against uh. your Nathan Frizzell Liberty Eagles. That's Kent State Golden Flashes and Liberty Flames. God damn it. Thank God, because I I had his golden flash too, and I was like, well, I've got all this all screwed up. I just I, remembered it looking like a lightning. I take the Oregon State Beavers, Adam Wilson, over your Eastern Washington Camels. Eagles! Oh. Eagles, damn it! Shit, sorry. And Emily Ann Sanders Hyman, I take my Cincinnati Bearcats over your Purdue Boilermakers. All right, Nathan Frizzell, I take my Northwestern smart people over the oh. California Bears. It's Wildcats. Wild, Wildcats. Actually, Adam, you're incorrect. It's a Northwestern, the school that could have had me but chose to waitlist me instead. Okay, fine. Keep going. Football. I take number 21, Arkansas State uh, Hedgehogs over the Arkansas Pine Bluff, Michigans. That's Red Wolves over Golden Lions. God damn it. I'm sorry. I've never heard of many of these schools before. Emily Ann Sanders-Heinman, I take my Northern Illinois Huskies with an upset over your Iowa Hawkeyes. All right. Well, Nathan Frizzell, I take my Nebraska Huskers over your Wyoming Buffaloes. Cowboys! Cow- oh. God damn it! Close. Cowboys. You're so close, Emily. Well, Adam Wilson, I take number 18 Boise State Broncos over the Washington Huskies. 
Emily Ann Sanders Hyman. I take my Utah Utes over your Utah State Aggies. All right. Well, I'm going to take my San Jose Sharks over your Sacramento State Californians. San Jose Sp- State Spartans, Sacramento State Hornets. Jesus. I take my number 13 Kansas State Wildcats, Adam Wilson, over your Notre, North Dakota State Galoshes. Bison. 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 Emily Ann Sanders Hyman, I take my Florida State Seminoles over your Pittsburgh Panthers. All right, Nathan Frizzell, I'm taking my Louisville Cardinals over your Ohio Wildcats. Bobcats. Close, Emily. So close. Well, Adam Wilson, I'm taking my number eight Ohio State Buckeyes over the Buffalo Bulls. Yes. <laughs> Emily Ann Sanders Hyman, I take my Oregon Ducks with a close, narrow win over your Nichols State Colonels. All right, and Nathan Frizzell, I'm taking my Notre Dame Fighting Irish over your Temple Owls. All right, great, and that's the top 25. Nate, you've got the board. We're going to go down to the state of Louisiana, and we're going to reverse the order. Nate, reverse. I'm going to take the uh, Louisiana Tech uh, Raging Cajuns (laughs) over the (laughs) North Carolina State Wolfpack. Bulldogs, Bulldogs. That's what I meant. Emily, go. All right, I'm taking my Oklahoma Sooners over your Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. Uh, Adam Wilson. Nathan Frizzell, I pick my two-lane green wave over your Jackson State Tigers. And that rounds out the state of Louisiana. We're going to go on to the SEC. Nate, reverse order again. Uh, so that means it's back to Emily now, right? No, to me. You go to Adam. Okay, Adam Wilson, I'm taking the Tennessee Volunteers over the Austin P. Governors. Whoa, nice! Emily Ann Sanders Hyman, I'm taking my Kentucky Wildcats over your Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Oh, bad pick. All right. Uh, Nathan Frizzell, I'm picking my Missouri Tigers over your Murray State Cowboys. Racers! That's like 30 miles from you, you idiot. Racers! <laughs> well, Adam Wilson, I'm taking the South Carolina Gamecocks over. Uh, Wait, where did I just lost my place? Hold on, over the South North Carolina um, Hedgehogs. Tar Heels, God damn it! That's the fucking nickname of the state, the Tar Heel State. How do you not know this? Emily Ann Sanders Hyman, I'm taking my Clemson Tigers over your Georgia Bulldogs. Yes. Oh, all right. Well, Nathan Frizzell, I'm taking my Florida Gators over your Toledo Rockets. Well, Adam Wilson, I'm taking my Oklahoma State Hicks over Mississippi State Hicks. <laughs> Cowboys over Bulldogs. Emily Ann Sanders Hyman, I'm taking my Arkansas Razorbacks over your Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. All right, and Nathan Frizzell, I'm taking my Auburn Tiger War Eagle Plainsman over your Washington State Cowboys. Cougars, Cougars, goddammit, do you know anything at all? Anything. Gig em. I'm taking my number five Texas A&M Aggies over the Rice Owls. Emily Ann Sanders Hyman, I'm taking my Alabama Crimson Tide over your Virginia Tech Hokies. All right, Nathan Frizzell, I'm taking my Ole Miss Rebel Black Bears over your Vanderbilt Commodores. Well, I, of course, Adam Wilson, am taking the number 10 LSU Fighting Tigers over the TCU Horned Frogs. And those are our picks. We're going to write those down. That is it. Now, uh, as you heard, Hootenears, each one of us, we, we, we challenged each other in order. For example, when I said Emily Ann Sanders Heinemann, I take my Kentucky Wildcats over your Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. That means if Kentucky does win, I get a point and she loses a point. If, uh, if Western Kentucky wins, I lose a point and she gets a point. Nate is neutral on that game. So we're going to go around and around. We're all going to have scores. This is a competition. Uh, I think by season's end, uh, I think the winner gets a visit from the loser. How's that? 
Boom. Okay, great. Boom. And that was my balls. First down and balls. Uh, that was awesome. That was fun. Uh, and yes, those were my balls and hootenears. Uh, regarding gambling, we encourage gambling, especially if you have a gambling problem. Uh, get it out of your system. Just do it a lot so that you'll get bored with it, and that's the only way. Excess is the only path to wisdom. William yeah, Blake eventually said that. you'll get tired of it. That's Fuck right. It. And all, all it takes is just one time to win big, and then like you're, you can just quit then, and you're really rich. You know, so just quit. Bet the quit farm. Yeah, just do that. Okay. Right. Well, I, I, uh, Emily, we've had fun watching you play today. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, you can follow that lovely lady who classes up every episode of the Bicoastal Hootenanny that she comes on on Twitter at Emily Snowballs. You can follow my awesome co-host, Adam Wilson, at Tootnanny, spelled just the way it sounds. You can follow me at Nathan Frizzell, two Zs, two Ls. That's been it. So for Adam Wilson in Brooklyn, New York, Emily Ann Sanders-Heinman in Bowling Green, Kentucky, I'm Nate Frizzell in Hollywood, California. This has been the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. To all of our friends back home and to everyone in between, we say, Sweeney toi Email us your questions, comments, corrections, and complaints about our insensitivity towards gambling addiction that we won't even read because we seriously don't give a shit to Nate and Adam at theredstick.com or call us at 225-244-9469. Oh, and if you emailed us in the past two months, could you please resend those messages? The thing is, we had them on our web server, but Jeremy. So, can you resend them? Thank you. This has been the Bicoastal Hoot Nanny, sorry, Nate and Adam. Next week, Nate and Adam make their NFL picks. Visit us at theredstick.com or subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter at Bicoastal Hoot. This has been a production of the Red Stick.